This morning is in 1 John uh, chapter 4, so we continue to uh, look at this letter, uh, 1 John chapter 4 verses uh, 1 through 6. Uh, This is the word of the Lord. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And by this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess that that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard was coming and is now in the world already. Little children, you are from God. And have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore they speak from the world. And the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of of error. Let's pray. Father, we come in the name of Jesus, your son. We come with humble hearts as we approach your word, and we, we come with um, hearts that are ready to hear from you. Lord, there is so much noise in the world. There are so many who claim to know truth, and yet you and you alone have the words of life, and you and you alone are the truth. And so we come as your people submitted to you. We come submitted to your truth. We come wanting to walk in that truth. Lord, we don't come with arrogance. We don't come as those who claim to be smarter or wiser than any others. We come as those who have been broken by our sin and yet redeemed because of the love with which, with which you have loved us. And so in these moments, we ask that you would speak, that you'd be glorified. We pray, Father, for every congregation that gathers in the name of Jesus. We pray for every, every place, even now, around the world that gathers in your name that you would draw men and women, boys and girls, to yourself. And we thank you. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Some context for us as we come to this passage, right? Let's remember, as John is writing this letter, he's writing, he's writing to a group of people who have encountered from within those that have said, Jesus is not the Christ. Right? And they're proclaiming as those who would be prophets, right? That there is a, another way. Right? That there is another truth. There's another truth claim. Right? They're saying that you can know um, some aspect of, of who God is or what God is doing apart from the one and only. Son of God. And John is saying, 
beloved, those that I care for, those that I love, don't believe every spirit, right? Don't, just, just because someone co- coaches things in spiritual language, right? Don't, don't just believe it because it comes out of a building like this or it comes from some Yehu who claims to be, right, someone like me, right? Test it. Test it. Oh, he's a pastor. He knows, right? We, we, we're, we're coming through a time, right? And, and, and by coming through, I, I, I don't know when this whole thing is going to end, right? So please don't hear me saying it's over, right? Although I'd love for it to be over, right? But we're coming through a time where you, you can see that, that just because someone is an expert in a field... Right? That doesn't mean they have all of the answers. I think that they're trying. They're doing the best that they can. But that doesn't mean that they have all of the answers. Right? Test. God is saying, it, 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 test. When you hear someone say something about who God is and about what God has done and about what God has revealed about himself, test it. And then he's going to give us the litmus test for how we test these things, how we know truth versus error. And you and I live in a time and we live in an age where there is so much noise. So much noise. And I'm not going to make the statement that there's more noise today than there's ever been. There's always been noise. We may have more accessibility to it, right? And we may hear more from, from more people than in ages past because more of us feel like we have more of a platform because of, of, of things like this, right? Well, everybody needs to know what I think about this particular thing, right? And I could just go on my device and spout off about what I think about this or that, Right? There's so much noise, and everybody's got an opinion about every particular thing, and everybody needs to know your your truth as if that's even a thing. Garbage. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many people proclaiming to be um, heralds of truth, those proclaiming to have revelation, false prophets, those who, who who are proclaiming to know truth, have gone out into the world, John says. But here's how you can know. Verse two, by this you'll know the spirit of God. Right? By this you'll be able to discern, my beloved children, whether, whether one of those heralds are actually proclaiming that which is from God or that which is from the devil. Because there is only one of two options. It's either true and always true, 
Because God does not change. All right? And that is something that is important for us to understand. God does not change. Ever. It's either always true and always has been true or it's false. Right? Georgetown has always been horrible. It's never changed. Whether we're in the Big East or not. And what happened yesterday is a travesty. It's always true. Truth is truth is truth is truth. These things are true. By this you'll know. And here's the litmus test. And he's going to give us a handful of things, right? Number one, every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. Right? Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Right? Number one. Right? So everything, everything out there, every claim out there that is demanding your attention, that, that makes this declaration, right, that comes into agreement with every word that is here, that Jesus Christ, all right, now that's important here, right? Because the scripture declares that Jesus is indeed the Christ, right? He's not some guy upon which a spirit descended and then he took on a nature, right? A man that, that, that was just a man like you and I and then at some point, no, no, no. We're talking about the son of God who took on flesh, Right? So John uses his words very carefully here. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the long-awaited Messiah, the king, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, that God came in the flesh, that the one that, that from, from, from Genesis all the way through, speaks of that spirit is from God. Now, you might say, well, Jordan, there's so many, there's so many people out there that invoke the name of Jesus. How are we to, to discern? And again, I would say that your litmus test, right, is to, is to take that which... which which, in, which, which, which comes alongside of the way in which God has revealed himself to us, right? You have in your possession the scriptures, right? Which proclaim Jesus Christ as God in the flesh, right? From page one all the way to whatever page yours end in, Right? Proclaiming what God has, who God is, and what God is doing, and what God is, is going to do through the finished work 
of Jesus Christ. Right? Not a Jesus that's interpreted through human experience, through human, uh, through human uh, desire, but through who he actually is. Right? Every spirit that proclaims this Jesus is from God. Now, I'm not talking about the layers that we have a tendency to put on him. Baptist Jesus, Methodist Jesus, okay? I'm talking about Jesus Christ as the scriptures have revealed him to be. Is from God. Closed-handed, son of God, seed of the woman, perfect in every way, sent from the Father. Right? Now, John is dealing in a situation here, right? Like, the that you and I aren't dealing with as he talks about prophets, right? Proclaiming word, right? You and I live in an age where John lives in an open canon age. John is the last of the biblical writers. Now, he doesn't necessarily know that, but we know that. So you and I now have the luxury, and I'm going to say that, the luxury of a closed canon. So we have in our hands everything that God has chosen to reveal about himself. Right here. Everything I need to know, he has revealed about himself. It doesn't mean that the Spirit of God can't, in, can't um, continue to, to, to speak, but, but everything will be, it's right here. It's foundation, it's right here. It's right here. Everything I need for life and godliness is right here. 2 Peter chapter 1 tells me. It's right here. And and John continues, right? Because he tells me in in, in verse 4, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. And he who is in you, right? The spirit of God now who is in you, this second aspect is greater than who is in the world. Not only has God given me the text of scripture, not only has God given me a revelation of who he is that I can cling to, but he's given me his spirit, right? Who now resides within me, who opens my eyes and my heart and my life to understand who Jesus is, To walk in this truth. And from the beginning of time, the thing that distinguished the people of God from all others was the presence of the Spirit of God in their midst. Right? So in the midst of all of the noise, how can I distinguish those who are proclaiming truth? 
There's the Spirit of God right there. That message right there, that, that message right there, that is about Jesus. How do you know that's about Jesus? It's the Spirit of God. Because it's proclaiming the truth of God as revealed in the text of Scripture. It's not something new or weird or something that strips away the truth of what Jesus proclaimed. It's not something that's focused on anything other than who Jesus is and what Jesus proclaimed. Verse 5, he says, they're from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world. We should have no expectation that those outside of the people of God do not understand, right? They do not understand, nor are they going to speak from any other perspective than, than, than a worldly perspective. And so when they invoke when they invoke the scriptures or when they invoke the name of Jesus, they're going to invoke it from a perspective that has nothing to do with who Jesus really is. But because the Spirit of God lives within us, we can discern that. We can say, well, that's not Jesus. That has nothing to do with Jesus. Oh, but they said Jesus' name. They pointed to the sky as they were running around the bases. Ooh. Jesus helped them hit a home run. Ooh. No. By this you'll know every spirit that confesses you are from God. He who is in you is greater. Right? There's something unique and distinct about the people of God. There, you are not greater. We are not greater. We are not better. But the spirit who resides within the people of God is greater than the spirit who resides in the world. And make no mistake, there is a spirit that is at work in the world, that is at work amongst the sons of disobedience, Paul tells us. But the spirit who lives within us is greater. And he opens up our hearts and our minds to understand the truth that God has revealed to us, to understand and to walk in that truth and to not be bamboozled by anything else. John goes on, and in verse 6 he says this. He says, we are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. Right? Whoever knows God listens to the truth as that truth is proclaimed, as it's revealed, as it's as it's taught, as it's talked about, right? 
because the Spirit of God lives within us. As we, as the people of God, come together in various forms and formats, whether it's in this format, right, and the, and the truth is proclaimed, or whether it's in a smaller format and, and the people of God come together in, 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 in various formats, right? A, a formation group, a missional community, uh, a handful of people just sitting around talking about the scriptures, right? And they're talking about the word of God, right? The spirit of God who's at work within their hearts as they come together around the, the word of God, it illuminates and it opens up and they're like, yes. Absolutely, that's true. It's not debatable because Christ has proclaimed that. And the spirit who now resides within me and within us, the body, together, we, 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 we all see that that's what the scriptures Whoever knows God listens. Why do they listen to us? They listen to us because we're from God. The Spirit is in us. And whoever is not from God doesn't listen to us. Hey, guess what? I don't expect anybody who's not a follower of Jesus to listen to anything I say. You know? I, I, I may implore them. I may plead with them. And I have pleaded over the years, I have pleaded with people to repent, to stay with their, with their husband or with their wife. I've pleaded with people. But I, 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 because if the Spirit of God's not within them, I don't expect them to walk in the truth. Whoever is not from God doesn't listen to us. And I don't expect them to listen to us. Just like if, if I were to look at one of my kid's friends and I would have said, hey, dude, don't do that. I don't expect that kid to really listen to me. Like, you know, in our family, we don't do that. Okay, well, in our family, we do. Like, okay, I'm not your father. You're not going to listen to me. He probably should because I'm smarter than him. I'm way smarter than him. Way smarter than him. He doesn't know that because kids these days think that they're way smarter than everybody. John concludes this by saying this. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You and I live in a time where our entire culture is convinced. This almost seems oxymoronic. But our entire culture is convinced that truth is unknowable. But we, if we believe the scriptures, we can know what is true. There's some things that I don't know whether they're true or whether they're false. I don't know anything about mathematics, so I can't prove any theorems. I don't really know anything about physics, so I can't prove what's true about that type of stuff. But some people can. But what's really important 
and what's really true about who God is, even though I've never seen him, and what God has done, and what God is doing, and what God desires in and through for, and th for his people and what he desires to do in and through his people, that I know. Why do I know it? Because he has revealed that to us in the scriptures. He has revealed that to us in the person of Jesus Christ. He has placed his spirit in his people as a result of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And now his people can know his truth, which he's revealed, and they can walk in it. So that in the midst of the noise, in the midst of doing this, I don't have to worry about being bamboozled. I don't have to worry about being caught off guard. I don't have to worry about being, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Because God has given us the tools to be matured and grown up into the people that, that he desires us to be. And he's taught us how to test the spirits. That's John's way of saying it, to test the spirits, to be able to look at whatever is going out there and to be able to say, that's true, that's false, that's life-giving, that's death. And to be able to continue to walk in Truth in the midst of a, of a culture and a society that is pursuing death. Little children, as John would say, my beloved, my beloved, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Remember that you are from God. And you have overcome the world. Not because of anything you or I have done. But because of what Christ has done. And the one who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. Let's pray. Father, we come in Jesus' name. And we thank you for who you are. And we thank you for what you've done. And we thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, even now, we pray that if there are any in this place today who have yet to embrace Jesus as Lord, who've yet to come to a place of understanding that they need a Savior and that Jesus is indeed the Savior of the world. Lord, we pray that you would open their eyes and that they would embrace Christ. God, we thank you for who you are and for what you've done. I pray that you would strengthen your people, that you would continue 
to put a longing within our hearts for who you are, for the truth of your word, and that we would be satisfied by no other thing. And that we would walk in your ways, day in, day out. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you.